Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom, here tonight for the Maryland Historical Society. Welcome to your Maryland. Early in the spring of 1914, the manager of the Terrapins, the Federal League team in baseball crazy Baltimore, got a call from a bartender insisting his kid be given a tryout. The manager reminded the bartender that the Terrapins were in first place, told him he already had enough talent and didn't want a rookie. As it happened, though, Jack Dunn, who managed the team that played across 29th Street from the Terrapins, the scrappy, ne'er-doing-very-well minor league Orioles, had heard about the kid and had gone out to St. Mary's Industrial School to see him play. The boy was huge, over six feet and growing, and a discipline problem, but he sure could play baseball. He pitched left-handed, played outfield, and even played catcher with the only thing available, a right-hander's mitt. Dunn signed him. The Orioles were headed south to Fayetteville, North Carolina, for what passed as spring training in those days. Carolina weather was a bit warmer than Baltimore's, though just as unpredictable. But teams found enough time and opponents to more or less get ready for the season in April. Dunn arranged to play some local teams and staged intra-squad games for revenue. But he also knew the world champion Philadelphia Athletics would soon be passing through nearby Wilmington on their way up from Florida. The new kid, named Ruth, called Little George by his family and the disciplinarians at St. Mary's, was enchanted by Fayetteville. It was his first trip away from home, his first train ride, his first hotel, and at the hotel, his first time in an elevator. I got to some bigger places than Fayetteville after that, he would say later, but darn few is exciting. He loved the players' practical jokes and doubtless held when someone tethered a horse overnight in the hotel lobby. Worldly teammates figured him for a rube and good-naturedly began calling him Babe. On March 7th, George Ruth was playing shortstop in an intra-squad game when he unleashed a towering home run over the right fielder's head. I hit it as I hit all the others, he told local reporters, by taking a good gander at the pitch as it came up to the plate, twisting my body into a backswing, and then hitting it as hard as I could swing. The ball just disappeared, gushed the bat boy's brother. I haven't seen that ball yet. Back in Baltimore, newspapers ran headlines on the order of Homer by Ruth feature of game and Ruth makes mighty clout. Between bouts of bad weather, Ruth played and pitched well for the Orioles in three wins over the lowly Philadelphia Phillies of the National League, and late in March, the team left Fayetteville to play their way north. They arrived in Wilmington just as Connie Mack, Frank Home Run Baker, Eddie Collins, Chief Bender, and the rest of the champion athletics sauntered into town. Everyone wanted to see the two teams play. Oriole pregame publicity ignored George Ruth, concentrating instead on a hot new rookie phenom, Cousin George Twombly. As thousands of fans paid 50 cents each to crowd into Sunset Park in Wilmington, Jack Dunn named Ruth his starting pitcher. The rookie might have been nervous had he any idea what he was going up against. The Athletics hammered him for 13 hits, four by home run Baker. At one point, an exasperated Ruth looked over at his manager and shouted, Dunny, who's that big stiff on third base? I can't seem to get him out. At the plate, Ruth went 0 for 4. But a curious thing happened. Although the superbly talented athletics hit Ruth hard and often, they couldn't score. The hits were wasted, said a Wilmington paper, because in the clutch, the batters could not connect with Ruth's well-regulated supply of benders. The final score surprised everyone. Orioles 6, Athletics 2. The Orioles left Carolina for Baltimore, and a few months later, in need of money, sold pitcher George Herman Ruth and two other players to Boston for $20,000. One afternoon before he left, Ruth lashed a dead leather ball into the center field fence so hard, the rebound rocketed all the way back to the second baseman. A force of nature was about to hit Major League Baseball, 
in the form of a big, fearless kid from Baltimore's St. Mary's Industrial School called Babe. Thank you.